Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. Good morning. Good morning. I guess we're live. I, I think we're live. I hope we're live. Uh, welcome to Word of Life. Uh, we are... Chilling at home because it is uh, obviously like Snowmageddon, Valentine's Day edition here in, uh, in Carlsbad. Okay. So uh, super crazy. And um, it's been a crazy week for us too because uh, we've had COVID, um, which is, is nuts. Um, but we're better now. We're going to do our best to get through this thing. Um, without hacking and coughing the whole time. We are clear now. Um, COVID has, uh, has left the building, but it's like, it likes to remind us. Um, <laughs> yeah, every now and then it likes to, to remind us that it's still kind of there. So, uh, so we've got our hot tea and um, apple, cider. apple cider and we're ready to go. So um, I, I hope we're doing good and I hope that, uh, that we are going live and we're, um, and we're solid here. So uh, Brooklyn's on Switcher today, and um, we are broadcasting from the house. Um, yeah, so happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Um, I hope that you're staying inside, staying warm, that you have plenty of food and, and all of that stuff. And I, I know for one thing uh, for sure is that God is good today, because God is good every single day, every breath that, that we take is only because of his goodness and his grace that's on our life. And so um, we can stand in confidence today knowing that God's got us. He's got our back. Um, he's holding us. He's carrying us. And uh, we can take great confidence in that um, today. And, and we can learn more about his goodness. So um, today we're not going to do worship. I wanted to kind of save my voice and be able to, to speak to you today um, because really I just didn't know how much I had in me. So, um, so we're going to do this thing. But um, as we, we began uh, the, the month of February, we had planned to talk about relationships. And last week was a little bit different because um, all of a sudden um, I had to be out, Pastor had to be out because, um, because of the, the COVID virus and quarantining and things like that. And so um, we brought a video message that I believe was, uh, was timely. And, and really, I believe that it was God-ordained. It's something that we had filmed um, back in August, and um, weren't able to use it at that time, and and uh, but God had a plan for it, I believe, and um, and really the the thrust of last week was talking about uh, was supposed to talk about the relationship between us and God, 
and how God just really gave everything for us. And, and the Bible is the ultimate uh, love story that is written to us from God, that God pursued us. You know, God created us. He gave everything for us. Um, he created us for fellowship with him. But then when man was separated from God, there was a divide and God had to get us back. And so God pursued us in sending Jesus and dying for us. And he's still pursuing us every single day. He gave us the ultimate example of, uh, of a love story written on the pages of the scripture. And that's really what the Bible is, is, is a love story of God pursuing us, giving everything for us. And it's an incredible picture. Today we're going to talk about um, a, a couple's relationship. And, and maybe, maybe you say, well, Pastor Jason, I, that's really great and everything, but I would love to be in a relationship and I'm just not in one right now. Um, that's okay, because if you're single and ready to mingle, then uh, this message is for you today. Maybe you're like, you know what? It's kind of complicated, my situation right now. Like, I just got out of a relationship, or I, I don't really think that, that that's, uh, that's the thing for me right now, or maybe I'm pretty broken right now. Well, this message is for you today. Maybe you would say, well, I'm, I'm in a committed relationship, and I've, I've been in this relationship for, uh, for a little while. Um, I don't really know what to do from here. This message is for you today. Maybe you would say, well, I'm, I'm newly married, or I've been married for a while, or man, we're, uh, we've done this marriage thing for quite some time, and, uh, and I, I don't know that I really, I really need this today. Well, I'm telling you, this message is for you today. Maybe um, you've been married, maybe you're divorced now, maybe you're a single mother, a single father. There is something for absolutely everyone as we talk about relationships today, because I believe that the Word of God gives us everything that we need for life and for godliness. And so as we dig into the Word today, God has something spectacular for you. So I want to open in prayer, and then I'm going to turn it over to Tiffany. Father God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your goodness, for your love that you've extended to us. God, I thank you that you've chosen us for something far bigger than us. And God, I thank you that you have equipped us that even in times where things don't look the way that they normally look or, or they're not happening the way we're used to them happening, God, you have still given us a plan, you've given us a way, and you've given us a purpose. And so God, as we open up our hearts to receive from you today, God, speak to us through your Holy Spirit, reveal truth to us, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, um, in probably mid-November, um, God started really talking to me about relationships. And, um, you know, we've been talking to um, our kids a lot through the fasting and things that we've done since the first of the year. And we've been talking about how it's funny how when God's teaching you something, it's like everywhere you turn, it's there, right? Um it's like something you can't get away from, but in the best of ways. Yeah. Um, and it just seemed like in November, he really started teaching me things. And God teaches me a lot through writing. Um, writing is how I um, express things. A lot of times how I work through things that I'm having trouble maybe wrapping my mind around or I can't get out of my own way. And so 
I can write it down and I can listen and talk to God, and obviously through scripture and prayer, but um, he uses writing for me a lot. So I started writing about relationships and he started showing me just how valuable relationships are in general. <coughs> Not even necessarily talking about romantic relationships, but God is a God of relationship. He created us for relationship. It's that important to him. And so for us to insist on trying to do things in this life without relationship is really going against the nature that he created us with. And a lot of times it's easy to be, you know, stubborn and feel like, no, I can do this alone. Like, I'm strong enough. I can do this alone. Well, you weren't built to do it alone. Um, You were never meant to do this life alone. Um, God has given you people around you to help support the vision that he's given you, the purpose that he's given you, and it takes all of us fulfilling purpose to be able to accomplish what he's had for all of us to do. It's always supposed to be a family effort. Um, And so as I started looking at relationships, um, I came back to Genesis chapter 2, which obviously Adam and Eve were the first relationship, right? And so um, when I think about the marriage relationship, a lot of times the first thing that comes to my mind is um, in Genesis chapter 2 where God said that it wasn't good for man to be alone and so that he would create him a helper, um, a help meet, a companion that could help him fulfill vision. And so I go back to that, looking at that as the original relationship, and um, I just really felt like God was telling me to dig into that a little deeper and to see what happened before Adam met Eve. Um, Adam and Eve were the first human-human relationship, but God and Adam were that first relationship with man that he created. And so how did he create Adam? Um, In what order did he do that? Because I I don't believe that Eve was ever an afterthought. You know, God didn't create Adam and be like, oh, no, like, I made a mistake. He can't be alone. He's terrible by himself. I created a helper. Right? No, like, God works off of a plan. We are no good alone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true, but... Um, you know, God always works from a plan, and he knew yeah. that was his plan from the beginning. And so why have I often heard that or understood that as it was some kind of revelation of God? Because it couldn't have been. Right. And so um, I went back and looked at um, when God created Adam. And um, the first thing that I looked at was um, in reading Genesis chapter 1 and 2, um, you know, it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse, I think it's 29, if I remember right, but that um, God had created man to rule the earth, to rule the animals, right? And so he had a purpose for man. Um, but before he even created man, he talked about how the um, he had planted everything that was needed in the earth to be fulfilled was there. Um, but it was underground. He said that it was watered by underground streams. He hadn't brought rain into the earth yet because there wasn't a man yet to till the soil. And so he hadn't created man yet, but he already had a purpose for man. And so the, the first thing that God did was he created our provision. He created the earth, everything we could possibly need because he's our provider. Um, and so our relationship with God, that was the first thing he kind of showed me was I'm the source. And so, which, you know, isn't some mind-blowing concept, but um, it's a very important basis that our first relationship is our relationship with our father. Um, he's our caregiver. He's our 
provider. He's everything that we need, and he's provided everything for us before he even made us. Um, and then, along with that, not only did he provide everything that we needed, he created our purpose before that. And so, if he had a purpose for Adam before he even created Adam, the same is true for Eve. Um, Eve isn't a secondary creature. She's not a secondary, um, you know, calling. Hers is just important, just as important, but he didn't say, okay, you know, breathe life into Adam and Eve and bring you up right now together. No, he brought Adam up first because he wanted to establish that relationship. Um, he wanted to establish that, um, show him that father's heart, show him that he created him, that he created his purpose specifically. And then I believe he did the same thing with Eve, which we'll talk about a little bit more later, but, um, you know, it was important first that we establish that relationship and we establish that purpose. And then after he had established those things and after Adam started fulfilling the calling that he had, the purpose that he had in his life, then he created Eve. And, you know, it was this much time in a matter of reading the scripture, but we're going to break it apart a little bit and kind of see how um, God shows us that. And it's really cool. It's, it's blown my mind in a way that I never really thought the creation story would. Um, it's awesome when God brings something, you know, a story that you feel like you know and you've heard a million times and God shows you something new and it, and it just, it's pretty awesome when it works like that. Yeah, I think that um, when we're talking about the, um, when we're talking about vision and talking about, about purpose, um, that's something that if you listen to me speak very much, it, it's like, um, it's like something I beat into people because I really believe that purpose and vision will save your life. Direction for your life, having a word from God that God has spoken that I'm going to carry out, that is going to be your absolute lifeblood. That is the breath that you breathe. It's what sustains you every single day. It's what gets you out of bed in the morning. Your vision, your purpose will save your life. <coughs> and, and I think a lot of times, we go into relationships without any kind of a vision or any kind of a purpose. It's very important to note, just as Tiffany said, that, that Adam had a purpose before he had a relationship with, uh, with, with, with Eve. Now, he had a relationship with God, but before he had a relationship with Eve, he had purpose. And that was extremely important because even through the hardest times and even through his mess up, he still had purpose. Even though sometimes we go through this life and, and we admittedly make mistakes or, or we, we do things that, that really put us on, on, a, on a wrong road or a bad road, if we have that purpose, then we're going to get, excuse me, we're going to get back on track. You know, in, in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, and this is out of the Amplified Bible, it says, where there is no vision, and that means no revelation of God and his word. That word revelation, it means that God's words have been revealed unto you in a way that you can grasp them and understand them. So where there is no revelation of who God is, of what God's word has been spoken over you, where there's no revelation of that, then the people will cast off restraint or they are unrestrained see your vision will keep you in your lane your vision will keep you focused a lot of times we go into relationships and, and we end up having heartache and turmoil and 
and and all kinds of emotions that just run wild and and if that relationship ends or even if it doesn't we find ourselves sometimes in the middle with no direction we find ourselves aimless we find ourselves just kind of walking around and we live our life ultimately unfulfilled and with regrets because we did not stay on task of what God has spoken to us. Now, sometimes we look at vision and we're like, oh my gosh, well, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what God has called me to do. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but I want to tell you this, that where without vision, we tend to veer off of our lane. A lot of us need to be looking instead of for a, a prince or for a princess, we need to be looking for a word from the king. And if we have a word from the king, then our prince or our princess will come and they'll step right in line with that word from the king. And that really goes with, uh, with our story. Um, whenever, uh, whenever we first started dating, um, I, had, uh, I had been in college for one year and, and uh, my first year in college was uh, kind of a mess. Uh, I guess maybe that's an understatement, that <laughs> it was a mess. Um, and I, I dated a girl who, um, she was a good girl, uh, nothing wrong with her at all, but, um, but just, not, just not the right person um, for me. And my focus was scattered and all over the place, and, and, uh, and I flunked out of Oral Roberts University, and um, it just it wasn't a, a, a good time um, in my life. I battled with depression um, during that year. And um, I decided, <coughs> excuse me, I decided um, after that year that I was going to go to Rayma Bible Training Center and um, I was going to study ministry and, um, and I was going to focus, focus on the things that God had for me. And I had a clear direction and a vision. And um, along the way, um, I, uh, I meet this girl named Tiffany that um, was just making my mind do really weird things. And um, so I, uh, we were in downtown Sand Springs. Um, she was driving by. I was paying a speeding ticket. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and, um, and she caught my eye. And I saw her that night at church. And I started talking to her um, that night. And uh, just being my goofy idiot self. And um, for some reason, um, she was completely head over heels, like falling in the floor, absolutely in love with me. Not quite yet. <laughs> um, why don't you say kind of where you were at at that time? Um, so in a similar situation, <coughs> I'm sorry. I had, um, I had dated since I was very young um, and um, really struggled with not feeling complete without that relationship. And so before I got from boyfriend or boyfriend and I had just actually um, broken up with someone that I had been with for a few years that was not a good relationship that I shouldn't have been in. Um, but it's, it's a scary thing when you've, you know, been in a, in an attachment, even if it's not a healthy attachment, um, to step out from that. And, um, so I had finally done that and I had you know, really recommitted myself that God had given me some, some plans and some things that I was supposed to accomplish and I hadn't worked towards those in a very long time. Um, and so I had really committed that I was going to change things, that I was going to do it right this time and that I was not going to be distracted by a boy 
um, no matter what I thought of him, um, and that I was going to be committed that until I felt like God told me it was right, that I wouldn't go back into a relationship like that because I'd seen the, the effects of it and it wasn't healthy for either one of us that were in that relationship. And so um, finally getting to that place where I was like, okay, God, like, I'm okay with me. Like, you've given me something and now it's time for me to dive into that. And so in that aspect, we're in a very similar place right, right. there. Um, right. So we, um, <clears throat> we started talking and, and I remember that um, we went out with some friends um, and then, um, and then we were going to go out on our first date and it, it was, it was crazy for me because I, I didn't date a lot, um, before Tiffany or, you know, or anything like that. I just had the one, um, the one girlfriend too. And, um, and I was really trying to resist it because I knew that even though the, the girl was not the cause of the problems a year before, um, it was definitely a, a contributing factor. And um, so I didn't want to get into that same place. And I remember, um, I think it was after we went on our first date, I, I, I don't know. Um, I said, we, we had stopped after I had taken her home and I said, I don't, I don't know really what this is right here, but this is probably like the worst thing that I could ever say, but I don't really want a girlfriend right now. Um, and, but if you're cool to just kind of hang out, then I'm cool to hang out. And, um, so we kind of agreed on that. And, um, then I, I came to Carlsbad 17 days later and, um, absolutely terrified, um, drove in silence for 10 hours because, uh, I knew that she was going to be the girl that I was going to marry. And, um, it freaked me the heck out guys, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what, um, but I, I knew that it was right. Now, that's not to say that we got married 18 days later. Um, you know, there was still a lot of cultivating that God had to do in us. Um, but the, um, the point is that your story may not look like ours. Um, you know, we've been married now for, um, I don't know, 18 years. And um, actually, 18 years ago today, this when we moved to Carlsbad? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Valentine's Day 2003. Yeah, Valentine's Day 2003. We rolled up to Carlsbad. Hey, you all. <laughs> I'm telling you, we spent <laughs> uh, some pretty great Valentines. Um, <laughs> We're pretty good at this whole Valentine's Day thing. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know, do you have anything to, to add to that before I close up that thought? Um, no, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, yeah. we were just. Even though there wasn't some massive amount of time between yeah. when we both made those commitments, like I believe that there was a change of heart, and um, you know, a heart yeah. change doesn't have to take years. Right. Um, a heart change can be overnight, um, and I think that we just had we not both been in that place and made that commitment mm -hmm. um, and been that close to the relationship with God, then I I don't know that our relationship would have turned out the same. Yeah. Um, we could have taken a very different turn. I think that was just a very monumental point, mm -hmm. even though it was at the very beginning of a relationship. It was individually, we had a yeah. heart change. Um, and then God was able to bring our hearts together. I think looking back on it too, and we talked about this last week, um, that there were, we've done a lot of things wrong, you guys. Um, a whole lot of things wrong. Um, but there were some very important things that we did right. And I can't say that it was because we had all this wisdom 
or anything like that. We kind of lucked into it. And, um, you know, the grace of God um, was definitely there. Um, but I think that, that one of the things as we've kind of cultivated these ideas in us um, and how to reach out and to help other people, God has shown us where his grace um, was on our life so that we can help you um, to, to get into those positions and, and to be successful um, in those things as well through both the things that we've done right and the, the things that we did wrong. Um, but the, the, main, <clears throat> the main objective and the main point um, is that there was purpose. There was purpose in, in Tiffany. There was purpose in me. Um, God brought those two purposes together, and he knew that together that we were unstoppable. And that's the reason why we call this message power couple, not because we think we're a power couple, you know, or anything like that. But I believe this, that any time that God brings two people together, he brings them together to be a power couple. Because the scripture tells us that where one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. You're 10 times stronger when your purposes align and God has brought you together. I believe that one of the reasons why that's the case is because I'm full of weaknesses on my own, and Tiffany's full of weaknesses on her own, but together we are powerful. Together we are strong, and God has ordained that partnership to go out and to impact the world around us. Together we're a power couple. Together you're a power couple. Maybe you're married, and, and you would say, Pastor Jason, I'm not really stepping into my purpose yet, or, or we haven't really found our niche. That's okay, because I believe that God is cultivating that in you. Maybe you say, well, well, I'm single right now and I'm looking for my person. Focus on your purpose. Don't focus on the person. Focus on your purpose. If you'll focus on your purpose, then God will bring you the person. I guarantee you that. In Romans chapter 4, verse 20, it says, Therefore it is of faith that it may be according to grace, so that the promise may be to all the seed, not only those that are of the law, but also those that are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of those who believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls things that do not exist as though they did. I love this right here because it says, as it is written. There's a biblical principle to write down your vision. When God gives you a vision for your life, write that vision down. As you write that vision down, then I believe with everything that I have that as you follow that vision, you write it down, you keep it before your eyes, then that vision, and I set it until I'm blue in the face, but that vision sustains you. And so if you always go back to that vision, you're going to, again, stay in your lane. You're going to stay um, disciplined on what he has called you to do. You're not going to abandon it because you have it in front of your eyes. That's what Abraham did. It says, I have made you the father of many nations as it is written. He's getting ready to talk about why that didn't make any sense. But he says, it's the God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, believed in hope. Maybe you would say, I don't know how my situation is ever going to turn around. Pastor Jason, I've been looking and looking and looking for the right man. I've been looking and looking and looking for the right woman, and I just can't seem to find him. And every time I find him, it just falls flat, and I think it's going to work this way, or I think it's going to work that way. Contrary to hope, 
they believed in hope. Maybe you would say, well, I've been in this relationship and, and it's just, it doesn't go the way that I, that I want it to. And I get so frustrated and, and I just don't know what to do. And I want to throw my hands up in the air. Contrary to hope, he believed in hope <clears throat> that the word of the Lord was going to come true. We can't abandon that hope. But you believe in that hope. That word of God continues to sustain you. He says, contrary to hope, he believed in hope so that he became the father of many nations, just like it was spoken. So shall, shall your descendants be. It says that he was not weak in faith, but he did not consider. I want you to focus on those words right there. It says that Abraham, he received the word from God and he did not consider the contrary. Anytime that there's a word that's contrary to the word of God concerning your relationship or any area of your life, do not consider those words that are contrary to what God has spoken. So he says here that he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but it was strengthened in his faith and he gave glory to God. See, in the midst of one of the darkest times in his life where it looked like there was no way that God's word was going to be performed in him, he believed in hope that God was faithful who had promised him. And it says here that he was actually strengthened in his faith. He didn't become weak in his faith. He was strengthened in his faith and he gave glory to God. And he was fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform, and therefore it was accounted unto him righteousness. It was accounted to him righteousness. See, your vision will keep you from being a roller coaster in your relationship because you judge him faithful that has promised. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the plans or the thoughts that I have towards you, says God. Those are thoughts to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future, to give you a hope. See, I believe this, that God is more concerned with your destiny than your desire. He's more concerned with your destiny than your desire. But here's the thing. As you delight yourself in God, the Bible says that he gives you the desires of your heart. But that word delight, it means to set up your dwelling and to make your home in the things of God. And so as you delight yourself in the ways of God, you set up yourself in the middle of your purpose and you are, <coughs> excuse me, you're all in hook, line and sinker. This is it for me. I'm going to follow the plans of God. Then he gives you the desires of your heart. You study the, the, the story of Joseph. Um, Joseph found his wife in the middle of his purpose. And it's just a very small scripture right in the middle of, um, of this, this story about Joseph. But Joseph didn't find his wife in the pit when his brothers threw him in the pit. He didn't find his wife in prison when he was thrown in prison uh, in, in Egypt. Joseph found his wife in the palace when he was in the middle of his purpose. I guarantee you that was a desire that Joseph had. But he was following after his purpose, and then God gave him his desire. How do you find your purpose? Number one, pursue love. Pursue love. 
how do you find your 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 purpose? You're like, man, I've been searching and searching. How do I find my purpose? Pursue love. And what do I mean by that? I mean, know your position in God. As you know your position in Him, you know that you're loved. Once you know that you're loved and you're fully loved by God, you'll stop searching for love in other places. Once you know and you have confidence that I'm loved by God, how do I find my purpose? I'm going to pursue love, but I'm going to pursue the God kind of love. I want to know how much God loves me. And then number two, I want to love the world around me the way that God loves the world around me. If you do those two things, then God's going to ignite those passions that he has built on the inside of you. And then you begin to pursue those passions. You begin to pursue the world the way that God loves the world. And you do that, and then God's going to fulfill those desires that you have for companionship because it's not good for you to be alone because God has called someone for you. And if you're right in the middle of that and, and you say, man, I'm, I'm in this relationship and I want to take my marriage to the next level, pursue love, pursue passion, follow after God, reach out to the people around you. You do that, it's going to ignite your marriage too. It has ours. You know, in that pursuit that when you're pursuing that love, you're pursuing it together. Um, That's right. You know, if, if you're single right now, <coughs> it looks a little different. Well, it looks a lot different than if you're married. Um, but no matter what, that purpose lies in love. And it sounds so simple, right? Like, you want to know your purpose, pursue love. It really is that simple, you yeah. know? There's a reason that, like, love is, everything we talk about goes back to love. And that's because... God is love. Our purpose is to love and be loved. And so as we pursue that, then God's going to show you both, you know, as a, as a married couple, and he's going to show you how you're going to pursue that purpose together. Um, but it's important that you do that united um, because if you're married, you're no longer, you know, two, you're one. And so, you know, when we did our marriage counseling, um, I thought of this earlier with our, um, Terry Scott, you know, he, um, Jason's dad married us, but Terry did our counseling. And I was thinking earlier about the first thing that he did when he sat down, you know, it was this whole relationship, um, personality test thing that he liked to do. Uh, we did those things before we talked about anything. He said, because he knew both of us very well. And he said, Jason, tell me your purpose. And they asked me, tell me your purpose. And he said, okay, how do those work together? Because that's the first thing we have to determine. Um, and God, I haven't thought about that in years. I but I can it. see him like asking us right now. And I just, I remember at the time I was terrified because I thought, oh, can't tell us we can't be together. <laughs> Which was not what he was getting at at all. Um, our visions were very similar and yeah. worked very well together. Um, but it was important that at that point we each knew our purpose and we knew how it worked together. Yeah. Um, you know, in <clears throat> the story of, of Adam's creation and before um, God introduced Eve, um, there's something that really stood out to me, and I even I even talked to Jason about it a little bit because I just didn't see the purpose at first. But um, you know, God said that it wasn't good for Adam to be alone, and then it says that He brought every animal to Adam, and Adam named the animals, um, and then it says that no good. Um, helper was found, and so we created Eve. And to me, I've, I've read over that so many times and never really given a lot of thought of it. Uh, but I'm like, okay, what was the purpose there? Like, 
if God knew that Adam was supposed to have a helper, it was his plan to create Eve all along. Why did he state that? And then why did Adam go on and name all these animals before creating Eve? It's not like God was looking for something that he hadn't created yet. He knew that he wasn't created. And so if that was the case, it couldn't have been for God's benefit that he was doing that. It must have been for Adam's. And so as we looked at that and talked about that, um, you know, God brought me back to um, in Genesis where it was 126. I have my notes here, but how ruling over the animals was part of Adam's purpose. And so even though God had expressed the fact that Adam needed a partner, that he needed to not be alone, it didn't stop Adam's purpose. Adam's purpose was continuing. And so God said that it's not good for you to be alone. You need to have a helpmate. And then as he continued in his purpose, he came across a lot of good things, right? He came across a lot of good animals. Um, and, you know, if you look into what Adam named the animals and things like that, like it, it goes along with their purpose and their names have meaning. And so Adam was continuing to fulfill his purpose. But I believe that through his purpose, God was showing Adam what was not his helping. Um, you know, a lot of times we go through terrible relationships, right? Um, I know I went through some terrible relationships, and people who even told me, like, God was showing you what you didn't need through those relationships. I believe that God can show you a lot easier than going through some bad relationships. Now, maybe you've been through them, and that's, you know, is what it is, and I hope that you've learned from them, but God has a better way than that. Um, but I believe God was showing Adam that, you know, all of these animals are amazing, and they all have purpose, and they're all part of my plan, but their purpose is not the same as yours, because Adam wasn't just one of the animals. Animals, Adam was a leader. He was supposed to, you know, take care of those animals. He was supposed to rule the earth, and so he needed someone whose purpose was the same, that could rule with him, that could make him better, that could challenge him, that could do all these things with him, not just another thing to rule over. And so I believe God was showing Adam, and I believe that he wants to show a, a lot of you today that just because that person is a good person and they have great purpose, it doesn't mean their purpose is with you. Right. Um, you know, we're meant to have a lot of, of friends and helpers along the way and people that we do ministry and life with that aren't called to be our spouse. Um, and that's, it's crucial. Your spouse needs to share your purpose. Right. Um, and when you don't is when you run into a lot of problems. Um, and so, you know, if you're in a situation today that you think, you know, I'm married, it's, it's too late. Well, I don't believe that God's going to pull your purposes apart. Um, I believe that he's going to give you guys purpose. That there's healing in that and that you can continue to move on and he is going to do that, but you both have to be pursuing purpose. Um, but God's best is that we never get wrapped up in a relationship that takes us away from our because every relationship that we have should add to our purpose. Right. And so if you're saying, I don't know if this person is right for me today, you know, if you're dating, um, and, you know, a lot of times I feel like we put a, a lot of, like, we're trying to figure out life, right? Um, and a lot of times we try to do God's job because we're smarter for some reason. But, um, you know, if you're really trying to figure out if this person is who I'm meant to be with, you need to say I have a purpose. You need yeah. to talk about the purpose um, because it's, it's as simple as that. Um, if your purpose is so aligned, then it's not who you're meant to spend your life with. Um, but when your purpose is aligned, there is 
an amazing blessing that comes on that relationship. And that's, I believe, is why two can put 10,000 in flight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because God blesses that purpose because it's meant to work together. Um, you know, when <coughs> I believe that as Adam saw those animals and saw their purpose, that God was building up value for Eve in his mind. Right. Um, you know, the Bible is very clear that, you know, in um, Proverbs, it talks about, you know, a wife of noble character who can find she's far more, far more than rubies. Um, Proverbs chapter 31 talks all about, right, the, the Proverbs 31 woman, that what a woman should be. Um, and if you read that, you don't see a woman that is there merely to support someone else's purpose. You see a woman full of purpose. Um, And you see how she blesses her house because she is blessed and she fulfills that purpose and they work together. But I believe God was showing Adam her value. And if he hadn't walked through all of that, when he created her and when God showed or revealed Eve to Adam, Mm -hmm. would he have known this is, you know, this is it. This is so much better than all these other things that God has out there because this was meant for me. This is meant to mesh with me. And he made them, you know, from one flesh. She literally came from Adam. And so, you know, he made them into one calling together. And not that either's role is lesser, but they both have these amazing purposes that when come together just are an explosive force. And that's what makes that power couple bond. Um, That's what makes that happen. Oh, absolutely. I I think that... um... You know, as we're talking about um, Adam's purpose in the garden, um, there's a, a key element there with with placement. And you know, sometimes we we discount our placement. Um, I don't know how many times I've heard, "I can't wait to get out of this town so I can actually find a good man," <laughs> or "I can't wait until I get out of this town because all the girls here are the same; they're all drama, or whatever it may be, whatever you know." You or, or, you know, I've just experienced this much. And I mean, there's a lot to be said about, about placement. God placed Adam and Eve in the garden very intentionally because they had a purpose in their placement. God will always place you in the very center of your purpose. Now, that doesn't mean that that placement is forever, but where God has placed you, he has purpose for you where you're at. And so I I hear people say, well, I can't wait until I can do this so that I can accomplish what I'm supposed to do. If you're waiting, then you'll never accomplish it. But there's a power in the place that God has put you right now and there's a reason for it and so do not wait for your purpose because of your placement but god has planted you in this spot for a reason and that's to flourish in the things that he's called you to do right here in hebrews chapter 11 and we're still going to flow on the subject of abraham here starting in verse 8 it says by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive, (coughs) excuse me, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out 
to a place that he would receive as an inheritance. And look at this. And he went out not knowing where he was going. God said, I want you to get your stuff. I want you to go. I'm going to tell you when to stop. And when you stop, you're going to receive that as your inheritance. What a powerful thing. So Abraham obeyed. And he just went. He wasn't, how's it going to work out, God? How's it going to, how's it going to happen whenever I get there? What are all the details? He just said, all right, God, you said go. I'm going to go. And this is going to be my spot. This is my placement. And so God placed him there for a reason. It says, by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob and heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. See, Abraham even had to wait for the foundation, but he started out with a word from God, and he didn't abandon that word. So he went out. He said, I'm going to go where God told me to go because God is placing me and God is in the center of this. And even if I have to wait for the foundation, I'm going to wait for the foundation. And then I'm going to build that life on what God has called me to do. Later on, God began to cultivate that call in him and say, you're going to be the father of many nations. Abraham was a very wealthy man. He received all of these things as his inheritance because he was obedient and he was faithful in the place where God had placed him. Maybe in that place where God has placed you right now is somewhere where you don't understand everything. That's okay. Be faithful in the place that he has placed you right now. Maybe you would say, well, I, I feel like I should be further along right now. That's okay. Because I want you to understand that God has called you for a purpose. I feel like I just keep regurgitating the same thing over and over again. But the thing is, I can't drive this home enough because if you will grab a hold of this, I know there's freedom in it in your life. It says, by faith, Sarah also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past age again because she judged him faithful that had promised. See, God did not give you a relationship to pause your purpose. God didn't give you a promotion in your job to pause your purpose. God didn't bless your life to pause your purpose. God didn't give you kids to pause your purpose. How many times have we seen that, oh, right? Okay. People are following after God, and now well, I've just got a lot of stuff going on in my life. I was just texting with somebody the other day, and they said, yeah, I, I, I really miss where I used to be, but I've got a lot of stuff going on in my life. See, God has not taken you to a place that will pause your purpose. Right. Never will God do that. And so if you're in a place where you say, well, I'm not really following or pursuing my purpose, you're not in the right spot. You need to make some adjustments because God is always advancing. He's always moving you forward. He has always blessed you to enhance your purpose, not to stifle your purpose. But God has given you reason. He has placed you and planted you in these places. God has given you blessings to enhance your purpose. God has given you relationship to enhance your purpose. God has given you kids to enhance your purpose. And every single thing that we do revolves around this greater concept 
of the kingdom of God and furthering the message that God is madly in love with this world. He's called you to be his hands. He's called you to be his feet. He's called you to be his voice. And he's called people alongside of you to be in relationship with you so that you can be most successful in accomplishing that vision that he's called you to accomplish, and that's to reach this world. See, that's what God is all about. Sharing love, showing people that there's a better way, that there's light in dark situations, that there's hope in hopelessness. That's why it wasn't good for man to be alone. That's why we had to have a relationship. It's so that we could be greater than we are alone, so that we could accomplish something bigger than us. Okay. You know, that, <coughs> that purpose that we have, that um, the opportunity we have to, to work together in those things and to accomplish what God has for us is God, so special. Yeah. Um, and it's something that you have to guard. Um, you know, there's just like when we talk about Adam and there was plenty of good things around him kind of good creations, but they weren't for him. You know, that's something that we examine in every area of our life, um, not directly just in ministry, but when mm -hmm. we have business opportunities, we yeah. look at what's the purpose. Does it serve our purpose? Because if it serves your purpose, then God's going to provide for it, and he's going to make sure that it's successful and there's peace in those ventures. It, it doesn't matter what it is, what aspect of your life. It all works for purpose. Um, you know, a lot of times people will give us a funny look when we say, you know, we're, we're in business because of ministry. Right? Our businesses are part of our ministry. Mm -hmm. And because they're another way that we get to fulfill purpose, that we get to help people. Um, and so everything that we do has to work alongside that. And if there's ever anything that comes against that purpose, then we know that it's not for us. And, you know, we've lost partnerships. We've, you know, had opportunities that we've let go by because we've seen that they no longer fulfill purpose or they don't go with the purpose. And so it's important that you guard that because it's everything. I mean, it's literally why you are alive. It's what you live and breathe for every day. That purpose is vital. And so it's important that we protect that. We protect it, you know, just like you protect your heart. And it's part of protecting your heart is making sure that who you align that heart with aligns with that purpose. Um, so I want, I want to encourage you today, um, no matter what your situation is, um, you know, we, we talked at the beginning that there's something for everyone, and, and um, our job as pastors is to help you step in to your purpose. You know, the scripture tells us that the, the God has set five ministry gifts in the church, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher to equip the saints to do the ministry. We think a lot of times that, like what we're sitting here doing right now, this is the ministry. But the reality is that you are the minister. And for the church to function the way the church is supposed to function, we are to equip you to do the ministry. And so we know that relationships are such an important part of our everyday life. Let us help guide you. I believe that God has given us revelation in his word 
so that you can be successful in, in this thing that is just so confusing so many times. Let's help you walk through it, no matter what stage you're in. Come and talk to us. Let's talk about what your vision is. Let's talk about what your purpose is. Let's talk about your, your struggles. Let's talk about your triumphs. Let's do life together. And together, then, we accomplish something that is just so great because that's the way that God has ordained it. Let us help you walk through this. We want to. And it's our desire that you're successful. You know, this is something that from the very beginning, the very first chapters in the Bible, God laid out this plan for us. And thousands and thousands of years later, six, 8,000 years, I don't know, I'm not a very good Bible scholar when you're talking timeline. But we're looking at this and we still have very little figured out in regards to relationships. And that's how it got started with us. But the thing is that as we pursue him, as we dig in deep, and we say, God, reveal it to me, that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he will. There's a whole lot of voices that talk to us a whole lot about what we should and shouldn't be doing. Everybody on TikTok is a relationship expert. Um, but how about we go to the original relationship expert, the one who designed them, and we say, God, how do I do this? God, what does it look like for me? God, reveal it to me. That's why things like we started this year with and reintroducing you to God, reintroducing you to the Bible, reintroducing you to prayer. Why is that the foundation for everything? Because in the Bible is all your answers on relationships. In the Bible is all of the guidance that you need. As we go to God in prayer, then we discover who we are and who God has made us to be. He begins to communicate with our spirit that we are children of God and he wants what's best for us. Guys, we want you to be successful in every area of your life and that includes thriving in your relationships. And maybe you would say, well, mine is a mess right now. To say it's complicated is, is making light of it because it's a dumpster fire right now. That's okay because God has given answers in his word. And I believe that you can be successful in the things that he's called you to do. Let's pray. Father God, we give you thanks and we give you praise today for your goodness and your love that you have for us. God, we thank you that you've chosen us for something that's far bigger than us and that you have a plan for our life. And that includes in our relationships. God, I pray now that vision begin to stir in the hearts of your people. God, I pray for those that, that are single and that are, are looking right now. God, that you birth a vision so strong in them that as they begin to carry out and to walk out the purpose that you've called for them, God, that, 
that they are met with that perfect person to come along beside them and to enhance that vision. That they stay in their lane and not get distracted by desire. But God, your desires are birthed in them. And you know what they have desires of. And you fulfill that in them. God, for those that are in committed relationships, that you continue to grow the passion and the desire for others. And that as they fulfill their purpose, that the relationship grows stronger. God, for those that are, are married and are walking this thing out, we bind the attack of the enemy on marriage. We bind the attack of the enemy that would attempt to rip apart purpose. And God, we ask that you birth such a strong bond in the very center of husbands and wives and of families as they walk out the things that you've called them to, to be a light, to impact the world around them, and to be statistic breakers, that marriages are not failing, but they're thriving because you are the center. God, we thank you that you've given us all the things that we need to be successful in this life. And we give you thanks. If you're watching this today and you would say, Pastor Jason, what you said, talking about purpose, I, I've been living my life and, and it's been kind of unfulfilled. I want to ask you a question. Do you have a relationship with God? I'm not asking that to make you feel bad or make you feel condemned, but today if you would say, you know what, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know God. I don't like really know Him, but I want to. I want to give you the opportunity to know God today. The Bible says that every one of us has sinned and we've fallen short of God's standard or the glory of God. You know, we're all in the same boat here. There's not one of us that's better than anybody else. We all need God. But the thing is that, that God made Jesus, his only son, who knew no sin, to be sin for you so that you could be one with God. And all we have to do today is receive that gift that Jesus paid for us when he died on the cross for us and when he rose again. So today I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And if you're sitting at home, I want to ask everyone to pray this prayer with us as a show of support to those who maybe haven't. See, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. When we pray this prayer today, what we're doing is we're inviting Jesus in. We're saying, I can't do it without you. I need some help. We're saying, Jesus, that I believe that it's true that you died on the cross for me and that you rose again. And I'm giving you permission to come into my life. And so if you'd like to say that prayer with me, I want to invite you to do it. Just say this. Say, Jesus, I believe that you're God's son. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose again. And I ask you to come into my life to help me and to change me. 
and I give my life to you. I thank you that you haven't given up on me, but you love me. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says that if you prayed that prayer in a minute, that you're a child of God. I'd like you to just drop it in the chat or send us a note and let us know that you prayed that prayer with us today. It's the most important thing that you could have ever done. <coughs> also go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com and click I Choose Jesus. If you do that, we've got some resources for you, a free book that you can download. It's gonna help you on your walk with God. Last thing I wanna to say today is thank you so much for joining us. You can give online today um, by going also to our website, wolcarlsbad.com and click give. Or like always, you can text your giving to 84321. It's the easiest way to give at Word of Life. We are super excited to be with you again in person next week. No snow, no COVID, none of this stuff. We're just excited uh, to be with you. We're going to be bringing a message. We're going to be talking about relationship with others. We're going to talk about haters. Haters are going to hate, right? But potatoes are going to potato too. So uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what a Christian looks like. I don't know if you've heard the phrase, well, I thought you were a Christian. I didn't know a Christian did that. I thought you, so what does a Christian really look like? And how do we have a good relationship with the people that are around us, even those who like to throw shade on us all the time? We're going to talk about that next week. It's going to be an incredible message. You're not going to want to miss it. 10 o'clock, Word of Life Church, bring your friends. Guys, have an amazing Valentine's Day. We love you so much. God is turning, mark my words, God is turning this virus into revival and is madly in love with you. We love you guys. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us. And remember that God is madly in love with you.